Shelf Life contains adult content and even though it's all about toys, may not be suitable for children. We're talking motherfucking toys with Adam and Blake. Your plastic joy isn't it great? There's no money left over for your kids or wife. When you live that shelf life. One, two, three. That sounded so loud. <laughs> I'm I don't know if it was just the echo of your of your kitchen or if you're doing like an incredible Hulk like <laughs> Yeah. Like trying to blow someone away with the force of your, your manly clap. Yeah, I have these giant green foam hands i I was using to do it with and it blew oh, Hulk. it blew all the stuff off my count uh my kitchen counter. Hulk hands uh are great, but um I prefer uh Iron Man hands. They repurposed those things like several times. Yeah. But I for, I forget I forget what they made out of it. Oh, Wreck It Ralph, Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> yeah. I prefer the Wreck It Ralph to the to the Hulk version. Right. Welcome to Shelf Life, a collector's podcast. I'm your host Adam, and with me as always is the regular Wave Snake Eyes to my Hasbro Pulse Snake Eyes, Blake Walker. Hey, good to be back. Um, I don't quite get that. There was a what? <laughs> there, I think I get it. There's a okay. There's a deluxe edition and a what, like a single card retail edition. Yeah, or something? basically, uh, they had like a yeah deluxe edition that had a weapons rack, all this extra weapons, actual yeah. real guns as opposed to very fake looking. <laughs> uh, wait, actual real guns? Like <laughs> yes, yes, uh, life size they, handguns packed away with the box. They they put a Glock in every box, <laughs> right. guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed yep it's it's how walmart is getting around their uh no selling arms oh. deal they uh they've just started packing them in hasbro toys oh yeah well it's it's so easy to get guns at walmart anyway. yeah um i've seen a lot of people posting their their big snake eyes box and i haven't seen any of the regular ones but i imagine if you have the regular edition you are Seen as utterly pathetic in the toy community. Absolutely. And I don't even think the regular ones have actually been officially released yet. I just think there's been some uh, uh, leaked releases. Some Somebody online got their hands on one and has been showing them off, but nobody else has really got a hold of them yet. Okay. Um, I'm sure we'll see them in the uh, Target soon. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is funny because... In the retail version, one of the guns that comes with Snake Eyes has these like giant holes in it. Like I, it, it's in the vague shape of a gun, but at the same time, I guess is enough of not of a gun so they can claim that it's not a real gun. I don't know what the <laughs> what their silliness is behind well, all this, but a GI Joe line is going to be very hard to pull off without using guns. Yeah, true. Where there were. I wish we had Josh here. Uh, were there a lot of like realistic type guns packed into the eighties? I would imagine so. They were just super tiny, were... but I mean, yeah. But they had a lot of uh, random accessories in those too. Yeah, but I mean, it was it was gun heavy, but it was also like a really cartoonized violence where uh, you know the the Cobra guy uh, 
falls out of the plane as it explodes with a parachute. Yeah, I'll have to link you a tweet uh, at some point where somebody had, had played a clip from the show where Snake Eyes and... <laughs> um, I don't know if it was Shipwreck. I think it was Snake Eyes and Shipwreck, but Shipwreck is like in disguise playing a saxophone. And then... <laughs> And then Snake Eyes comes out of this van with his full Snake Eyes mask and everything, but wearing a wig and a dress. <laughs> and then Shipwreck's parrot comes out, flies out, also maybe in a wig and a dress. And then Snake, <laughs> and then Snake Eyes Wolf comes out, also in a wig and a dress. And they're like, wow. they're like dancing around, and all these Cobra sh- soldiers are just like cheering and everything, like very excited. And then they, and then they just start punching the Cobra. Sh- soldiers <laughs> like we got gotcha. you and then uh the the wolf who's wearing the wig and the dress uh, kind of like sticks one long leg out from behind a tree yeah. and the the leg is wearing fishnet tights and a stiletto heel yep and uh, you just hear <laughs> and all, all the cobra guys start licking their chops oh yeah yeah it was it was a uh, very effective ambush in my opinion. Oh, that's well that's classic. That's like CIA 101, right. like how to get one over on the bad guys. You dress up like a sexy lady. Right. It never fails. Whew, yeah. So uh it's, it's been a while since we had like a regular in air quotes episode. I don't know. I didn't get any negative feedback on the April Fool's <laughs> yeah. episode, but I don't know that I got any positive either. Uh, one person tweeted that Jessica and Josh are the new host of, of Shelf Life. So oh, at least okay. At least one person. Thanks a yeah, lot. At least one person liked it. Uh, apparently, more than they like the regular podcast. Yeah, so. l- liked it enough that they no longer want us to be on it. Okay, <laughs> right. I I hear you loud and clear. You just might get your wish, buddy. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure that that Blake and or Josh and Jessica talking about toys would basically be that same conversation every single time. It would, and it was like 45 minutes of stuff that's not toys, and a few minutes of talking about American Girls, which is barely a toy, <laughs> right? Mostly a book. Teddy Ruxpin. I mean. I fuck with Teddy Rux. Yeah, I mean, it's not like our conversations change that <laughs> that much from week. Yeah, week to you week know to. what? We are we get so off topic. I'm not wanting to talk. But uh, any anything else uh, been going on lately? I mean, in your life? No, I I think my life is probably pretty similar to everyone else's right now. I'm uh, stuck indoors doing mostly nothing other than binge watching uh, television. Yeah, um, TV, yeah, a lot of TV, uh, video games, a lot of video games. So we can get into that later if you sure. want. Sure. <laughs> the shitty games that I'm still playing. <laughs> One thing I did want to talk about that was kind of upsetting, uh, a lot of, obviously the whole world's going through a lot of changes. I'm going through changes. <laughs> the song? <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I don't know what I just sang. That wasn't the melody. <laughs> it was. I don't know either. Um, changes. I just got off the horn. <laughs> Sorry. Turn to face the strange. <laughs> Bowie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just got off the phone 
with Hasbro. And I don't know. Did you hear about this? Uh, All toys are canceled? Yeah. 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 Uh, Hasbro sent out that press release that just said everything's canceled. Yeah. And I don't know how they I don't know how they have the authority to declare this since they're just one toy company. But they said authoritatively all toys are canceled, not just Hasbro toys. It was uh, it was basically a, a collaborative letter with with Mattel and NECA and McFarlane and Jazz Toys and Spin Jazzwares or jazz, jazz, oh wait I want Jazzwares jazz, no it's Jazzwares jazz yeah it's Jazzwares okay and Spin Master Spin, Spin Master actually is still going strong <laughs> Spin Master's like we will not give in we will uh, we will we will disobey all. Uh, uh, social distancing orders, and we will run the Spin Master factories. Right. So lots of good Spin Master content still coming out. But I've, I've just been reading lists of all the toys that have been canceled. I mean, you know, like, all these movies and shows and everything are, are, are canceled now. Nothing is being made. No content is being made. Did you know yep. that? Yep. But but people don't think about toys Um as part of that and no more toys is what this email said and i was like damn and then they go on to list all the toys yeah yeah so going through this list like i can't i don't even know where to begin this list is so heartbreaking of all the toys that were canceled um well like for instance what what toy or toys were you kind of most looking forward to uh coming up in the near future like things you might have seen at toy fair um, there was the, uh, Hasbro, uh, crossover, um, they're doing the Masters of the Universe, you know, and then crossing that over, uh, with the Care Bears, which I thought was interesting seeing, you know, uh, Braveheart, uh, the lion there with the, the beefy, uh, you know, muscular, muscular body as a uh, beast man. Uh, you know, that was an interesting, right. that was an interesting crossover they were attempting there. That's canceled. I know. Can you believe no. that? And it's like, like that was and, and it's that line was basically a license to print money <laughs> and and now they're throwing it away. Right. It was like everything you loved about the 80s mashed together and then and, and then ripped away. Yeah, I know. Like the, the nostalgia, like the nostalgia vibes. It ra- it radiated nostalgia vibes that that crossover line. You know how the the all the care bears have a thing on their stomach and they shoot they have their own. They shoot rainbows out of their yep, stomach. Yep. Care, it's they called combined. the it's called the Care Bear Stare for all the real bear heads out there. Ah. Why do they call it a stare when it comes out the stomach? Well, uh, I th- I think it has to do with their eyeballs being in their belly buttons. <laughs> this is like turning into body horror real quick. <laughs> right. Um. They they took Manny faces. This was cute. I thought they turned him into Manny stomachs. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he had all the like these this rotatable switchable torso. Yeah. So like eight different power uh eight different power profiles on his stomach that you could switch between. Yeah. And just just click it and they'd fly through. It was a way yeah, to get so a lot like, of it was a way to get a lot of care bears knocked out at once. Yeah, 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 cuz they just combined like eight different So there's like one of them's a moon. One of them's a horseshoe. One of them's um, uh, lucky charms <laughs> or something. <Yeah. laughs> Whatever the belly powers were. Yeah, just the, the clover. Um, I was heartbroken 
to find that the the villain, uh, because every great line needs a villain, they were actually going to do the book, that that evil book from the um, that horrifying Care Bears movie. Yep. So that a uh, a whole new generation could be uh, unreasonably terrified by a book and a cartoon movie. Yeah, uh, they well, it was like a, a two prong approach to the villain because they had the the book, but it was going to be held by the Skeletor Grumpy Bear uh, crossover, which worked really <laughs> well because they were both blue, um, you yeah. know, and then uh, and Grumpy Bear obviously is the biggest bitch of the the Care Bears, so. Yeah, I so I know. Ugh, don't even get me started on that guy. <laughs> and then, of course, um, Scareglow <laughs> was going to be crossed over with the Undertaker. So, <laughs> right. yeah, it was it was weird that they they had that one figure that was going to be a triple crossover. But hey, I think they really just ran out of like tooling budget, and they needed to to reuse that wrestling figure. But it works. It works in the line. I think. Yeah, but oh well, canceled. Not delayed. Not uh, yeah. Why? Are, not why are we, yeah, out, outright canceled. Never. It's just never canceled. coming. Marvel Legends canceled outright. Just the whole line. Yeah, everything's gone. I hope you weren't looking forward to those Age of Apocalypse uh, X Men figures because they done for. Are you kidding me? They they canceled the Age of Apocalypse timeline. <laughs> like, not just the toys, but the concept. Yep, they just said this is no longer canon, and yeah, they not canon, and we're like, what does this have to do with the pandemic? <laughs> right, and and they're like, they're like, do you want to do you want to lose the ultimate universe too? Oh wait, we already took that away. But oh well, I'm sure once once the dust settles on all of this, we'll have a, a brand new X Men age to look forward to. Yeah, uh, and then of course my my pet, uh, my favorite line, the McFarland DC is not looking good. Um, they actually they were going to do a whole like Batman family extended universe lineup. They canceled every figure except for Hawkman. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I felt like at that point they were just kind of like almost like insulting us or rubbing it in our yeah. faces. Like, why do that? Why why do it like that? Yeah, they they came out and said we're canceling this line, but the last wave will be all Hawkman. So it's just it's just all the different variations of Hawkman across the comics and animated universe. And I'm and, CW and, shows. I'm sure he they appeared in a CW show at some point. I think there's already been like five different versions of Hawkman on the CW. <laughs> I really don't I don't keep up. And then some a lot of people on Twitter were like, What about Hot Girl? And um Todd McFarlane himself actually retweeted it and said, Shut your fucking mouth or I'll punch it. Yep. So like <laughs> I don't know what It was a it was a pretty bold move, you know, since he's trying to get a number of things going with his like spawn Kickstarter. It was it I was know. surprised to see him go so aggressively over something as, as simple as Hot Girl. He's going hard on the fans in the time that we need in, in our hour of need when we need him most. What's what's really weird is the way he threatens people with spawn level violence, like how he he says he will uh, impale them with chains, I, I think is a really bizarre <laughs> threat. Hey, have you ever been choked by a 50 foot long cape? 
Because <laughs> keep uh, keep going the way you're going, you'll you'll find out. Fuck around and find out. Then he just started lobbing out weird threats on Twitter, like, if you keep this up, I'm going to knock my whole line back to just three swivel joints per figure. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's punishing us for, for speaking out. Yeah. And, and really for no reason, um, other than asking very basic questions, but he, he seems to be very angry about simple questions. So, you know, but that's, <sighs> that's so. Todd. That's what I always tell my friends and family that, yeah. when they're like, I can't yeah. stand Todd McFarlane. I'm like, mom, mom. That's Todd. That's just Todd. That's just that's just Todd. Yeah, I know. My my mom was like, I like the first I like the first hundred issues of Spawn or so, she said. But after that I I felt like he got a little too big for his britches. And I was like, Mom, it's a constantly evolving property. You've gotta you gotta like keep up. It it grows with you. I'll never forget one of the most just beautiful conversations I had with my mom. I've never felt closer than uh, when I was, you know, like 11 years old and she took me to see Spawn the movie. And we just had an hour-long conversation about how miscast Martin Sheen was as the bad guy in that film. So that movie was so good. And that's a beautiful memory that you got to share it with your mom. Yeah. Um, Remind me again who who the bad guy was that Martin Sheen was. Uh, he was just some some uh, bad guy, like bad corporate guy. He had okay. he had. <laughs> it was one of those things where I have a bomb strapped to my heart, I believe, and so if I oh. die, everyone will die. I, something like that. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to get my mom on the line to refresh my memory about Spawn. Are we talking about Spawn or the West Wing over here? <laughs> yeah, no joke. And then what's the difference? And then, of course, um, John Leguizamo's, in my opinion, uh, award award deserving performance as the uh, the clown uh, went highly, highly underrated. Right. It's because it came so close off the heels of of Luigi, <laughs> right? That it was kind of overshadowed, but like it's an underrated kind of thing. I, I think a lot of the censors get really put off by how many um, farts he does in that movie. But I say, to me, nothing elevates a movie more than farts. I mean, just look at The Lighthouse, full of farts. And exactly. And it was great. That's like the classiest movie I've ever seen. Yep. And it, the way it uses farts, like the farts are part of the mise-en-scene. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And the um, uh, I don't. I mean, it's it's over over everyone's head kind of stuff. So I won't even get into it. Right, but I I just know when I'm rating a movie on Letterbox, I'm looking at writing, I'm looking at cinematography, I'm looking at acting, and Blake, I'm looking at farts. If there's not yeah. if there's not some good farts in there, it just is not going to hit a five star for me. <laughs> If people don't, people that don't put a fart tag on their reviews really piss me off. Right. Like, that's really, like, inconsiderate. Oh, this is the classiest episode we've ever done. Well, did I mention we're doing this from our two separate houses? 
<laughs> I mean, you you won't be able to tell the listener because of the pristine audio quality that you're used to. Oh, yeah. Life. Oh, sorry about the last episode, by the way. <laughs> but we're we're back to pristine audio file quality. But it is done in two different households because we are being forced to live in um, the cages that we call our homes as of now. I uh, I actually tried to show up at Blake's to record and said I'm I'm healthy, but um, his wife Jessica put a, a shotgun barrel in my face and said, "Stay, get off my front front lawn." So I had right. to, I had to go home and record from there. And then she made me sterilize that the barrel because it had your mouth germs all over it. Yeah. Yep. I was like, why Why did you put it in his mouth if you didn't if you didn't want it getting infected? Oh, well. But this is the world we live in. We all live in the it-comes-at-night universe now, so. <laughs> is that the really upsetting movie about, like, viral zombies or something? There's act- there's some sort of viral sickness thing, but there's no actual, like, zombies. It's very much one of those, like, a- more about the characters that are trapped inside yeah, type of yeah. thing. I don't I don't I've, know that you I know you see sick people but I don't know that you actually yeah. ever see any sort of zombie type creature thing. I mean I saw it I I remember it being too dour. Yeah, very dour. <laughs> I was like this makes the the road look like a um a like family fun for all. <laughs> right. So we often talk about new acquisitions toward the front of the show but i must confess i think i've bought literally since the quarantine sort of timeline started i think i've literally bought two figures <laughs> yeah and i know that makes me not that makes me a bad toy fan and a poser and whatever the fuck i don't care yeah the only thing i've purchased since all this happened uh has been uh the and i'll let you tell yours by the way i didn't mean to <laughs> No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, The only thing I've I've bought was the um, Mortal Kombat Spawn figure uh, from McFarland Toys, uh, which apparently Mm. was pretty popular because it was kind of a return to form for Todd McFarland going back to Spawn. And obviously we can talk more about his Spawn projects more anyway, but that's the only thing I bought. And the intention of buying it was to give it away on the, the podcast and mm-hmm. that's still the intention, but I don't want to have to deal with shipping right now. I, I don't know oh. how really any of that works at this point. So It's still pretty much the same. I mean, you just kind of pack it up and drop it off at the post office or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can do that. That hasn't really changed. Just make sure you wash your hands a lot in between. That's all. Yeah. So I um, stay tuned on that. If you didn't happen to get that figure, it seemed like a lot of people were wanting it and we, I, I, I own think it, I looked and at I'm eBay to, and, Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was, people are like scalping the shit out of that thing from what I saw. Yep, and I will give it away for free at some point, so. Yeah, so out of the goodness of our hearts, we're not going to charge you $80 for it, like some people. So the things that I got, I got one good thing and one really great thing. <laughs> and the good thing is like an $80 figure. And the my favorite thing was like nineteen ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> so, so the first one was the Mezco Joker, and the the story behind this um, was I uh, put a a hold on the Joker 
112 Collective Clown Prince of Crime Edition. So this is the the hipster one in a vest, right? Yes, but I I maintain that he's not hipster. He's skinhead. Look okay. very carefully at the uh, at the downturned um, suspenders, and and you'll see. Um, <laughs> okay. And the only reason I put myself. Uh, I signed up for a whole or for the waiting list on Mezco site for that one is because obviously I wanted the the more classic Joker look, but there you can't find it anywhere for less than three hundred dollars. Right. So I was like, eh, uh, I guess I'll take a stab at this. I was kind of thinking that it would never, because like I'm also on the waiting list for Mezco Jim Gordon, and I kind of assumed those things will never. Yeah. Come back in stock. But for some reason that that Joker suddenly came come back in stock. And as soon as they notified me, it all happened at once. They notified me it was back and that they had already shipped it to me and that that they had charged me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that that has happened to me one time. I've I've gone on their wait list a, a couple of times and one. One of them was like one of those hopeless things that was like, this will never happen, but whatever, yeah. I'll, I'll put my name on here. The other one, uh, I was the first time I'd ever done it, and I wasn't sure how it would work at not, or or not, whether it would work or not. And yeah, that's that's what had happened one day. It was just like, hey, we just charged you 80 bucks. Thanks. Here here <laughs> yeah. it comes. And it was like, oh, oh, well, that's okay. I guess I, guess I can like figure that out. A good thing I had 80 bucks, I guess. <laughs> I, you couldn't do like a warning, but... Um... So yeah, it's a it's a pretty well made figure with a shit ton of accessories, um, two different Joker heads that are s- slightly different, not radically different from each other. Yeah, but I mean it goes well with my other Mezco figs, and it's really nicely done. So what do you what do you have now total in Mezco Batman figures? Oh uh, well, I only have four one twelve collectives. Um, Catwoman, Batman, Joker, and I also have Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> she, she was just too cool looking to pass up. Gotcha. And if they ever do a more like the the modern Wonder Woman that they sort of teased a, a long time ago, um, I would love to get that. But I don't know what what happened with that. Yeah, they're starting to do a lot more original pieces, which is makes me a little nervous because I want to see them go back to some of the. Like more the weirder like cartoon, you know, we've talked about this before. Some of the classic cartoons that they had yeah. touched on, like Space Ghost or Popeye. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see them go back to that, but it seems like they're kind of focusing more on original stuff like, right now. By that, do you mean like different variants of Gomez? Um, yeah, there's three thousand different variants of Gomez, <laughs> and then they uh, have also done this thing called the oh, what's it called? The Rumble Society, which is like... Oh, the, is it the, the Skullhead guys? Yeah. And then as part of the Rumble Society, I don't know if this is a villain for the Rumble Society or what, but uh, this kind of um, aqua-based... It's Baron something in the Aquanauts, or I can't remember the exact name, but it's <laughs> it's this kind of blue underwater-based villain that, again, okay. is, I guess, an ri- original piece. I'm not familiar with Rumble Squad being anything... And if, I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if you've no, ever no. heard of that, but no, I haven't. I mean, good for them for doing originals, and of course they are always well made. But it's like these licensed toys are always going to be the money makers. Yeah, like I don't, I don't care what company you are, 
your licensed material is going to sell more. So I, I don't, I don't see that ending anytime soon. And they're, they keep announcing more and more, uh, DC stuff. At least I haven't seen, looked at the Marvel that much, but, uh, I, Lots of wild DC stuff coming. Yeah, I th- I think like most toy companies, when they start getting into DC, they realize that Batman just blows the walls off the place. Is <laughs> just like yeah. Yeah. printing money. So they started yeah. like really focusing on on a lot of Batman stuff. Yeah. So now they're which down is, into which like is totally the, the fine. third tier. I'm yeah. gonna have to get myself a Two Face or something. Somehow I missed the window for Harley Quinn. And I feel so dumb. And I'm on the wait list for her, but I feel like I'll never get her. She looked really cool. Yeah. Because uh, it was it was just like the classic look, but it also had an unmasked head. It looked good. So what um, was the second second toy you got? The uh, the second one I got is maybe is like one of my favorite toys in a long time, and it is McFarlane's DC um, Hellbat suit. Batman and this one was thanks to Adam because he told me that there happened to be two Hellbats on the Walmart peg because and it was weird because that line's been out for a bit and yeah we hadn't really seen much of it locally and then of course everything happened and we haven't been out that much anyway but I, I went I always stop by the toy section even when I'm getting essential stuff and yeah there just happened to be two pegged Hellbats there at Walmart, so yeah, and like there are two of that line that that always seem to warm the pegs, um, the animated series Batman, yeah, and then the the cartoony style Harley Quinn, neither of which I'm very interested in. Uh, I haven't seen the Batman who laughs. I do want. I haven't seen him once at a store. I don't know. Has that was that in like a like a second, not a second wave necessarily, but like a second tier of the first wave. I don't. I don't know. I was it part of that build a Batmobile? Oh yeah, I think so. See, and that's what I. I was never really clear how they were releasing those because they announced so many at once. But it, yeah. I wasn't. I I didn't ever do enough digging to figure out what was in the initial wave and what was secondary. Maybe it just hasn't gotten out here yet i don't know i i'm i'm pretty sure that that the major stores are are not obviously they're not prioritizing stocking the toys right um because i have (laughs) the few times that i've gone in and i don't get out much now but uh zero change like at walgreens i do have to go there it's close to my house every every once in a while yeah i mean they got the same boom boom sitting there for the the past six months Right. Yeah, I was going to say the the Walmart that I go to still has katana uh on the shelves from the the last Oh wave yeah. Of... I always see that katana mm-hmm. and like nothing else yeah. in the way. But uh that's the thing is like I moved about a year ago and the Walmart that's closest to me now was all like I already knew it as being like one of the worst in town for restocking toys. The one I used to be at was or the one I used to be closest to was really really mm-hmm. good. And now it's disappointing every yeah. time yeah but the we both go to that one that you're referring to and it is it is pretty shitty and sad and yeah marvel legends it doesn't matter what it is they they don't yeah do much uh stocking i feel like there haven't been any dc multiverse or marvel legends on the shelf at that walmart in just months and months it's been 
Yeah. Very it's true. Like they're all gone. <laughs> like I think they might have clearanced out a few and then that was just the end of it. So who knows when toys will be back. <laughs> um if ever. We we may not have a reason to podcast anymore because toys are canceled. Well, but. we'll just start podcasting about the uh wooden ducks on wheels that we're hand carving. <laughs> you know? I think we should get back to that. They could have a little string that that we can walk them with, and it'll be adorable. D- duck life. Uh, what? <laughs> yep. Welcome to duck life. Uh, I don't know about you, but I love pulling a wheeled duck on a string. Mm-hmm. Nothing more fun. Yep. Um, how have you been uh, fighting off that boredom? Or are you bored? Are you to the point of boredom yet? Because I think I <laughs> You have to to work that's yeah i'm i'm still working from home so i'm fortunate in that regard that it does give me something to do during the day and also money which is yes the big benefit of it oh yeah um other than that i still uh even though it puts me at a little bit greater risk i still get the kids so i have them uh off and on but Mostly during the free time, I've just been watching a lot of anthology uh, television <laughs> uh, shows and and really bad horror movies um, is how I'm yeah. entertaining myself. I did buy a Switch Lite, and I played through the remake of uh, Link's Awakening, which was fun. Nice. Um, out of some sort of rebellious... I don't know. I'm refusing to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't even like dislike it or have any reason why I wouldn't want to play it other than I'm just like something about everyone being into it is making me not that interested in it. So I know, but all your friends are on it and <laughs> I know. We're, just, we're waiting for you to come to our Island. That's all I'm saying. Eventually well, you'll give in. Well, and I even said this on Twitter a week or two ago. Like, I was thinking about getting it, and it was like, now I just feel like everyone, like, hit the ground running with that and just immediately sunk 100 hours into it, like, <laughs> yeah, immediately upon getting it. And I'll just be so far behind everybody else at this point. But Yeah, but it's not like, um, it's not like uh, a game where we're all fighting each other <laughs> right. and we're all going to... We're we're gonna slaughter you because you're a noob at level one, and we're all ninety nine. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> all all that it means is that you you get to start building your your house and your island from from the beginning, whereas we already have amazing islands. So. <laughs> yeah, and that will just discourage me if I'm living in a tent and then go visit an island yeah. where you've got a mansion and. Yeah, you'll you'll be in a ramshackle hut, and you will get made fun of. But uh, sorry, not to change the subject but have you bought a, a ferret or some sort of rodent because oh <laughs> that was me uh, if you heard a loud squeaking it was me adjusting the mic stand which is a really stupid thing to do in the middle of a recording when it makes, <laughs> when it makes a squeal that loud yeah but uh yeah that's what that was okay kind of kind of falling over on me hang on hang on a second here <laughs> god that sounds off okay I was just I was just picturing in your board that you decided to since pet stores are one of the few things that are still open you (laughs) you decided to go buy some rats or something and you just got them all on your shoulder right now. I'm Willard now. I uh, I live with fifty rats. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. Cracking open a cold one, bud? Oh, yeah. Just gripped it and ripped it. <laughs> Got another su- summer shandy down the hatch. Yep. Um. Did you tell me what you got? You didn't say what you got. I I've, recently. I've got nothing other than that spawn. That was <laughs> mm. that was my big thing. Okay. Well, all right. I you got one. I got two. I was kind of hoping that Neko would would stay fairly on schedule. Not that I would like expect them to. Like they don't owe me to stay on schedule or anything. But um, I was kind of hoping maybe they would stay on schedule because they had some really great uh, turtle stuff coming out in the near future, which I was kind of saving my money for i wanted to make sure that i was in a position where i could buy it you know spend a few hundred dollars on neca product uh like i do a, yeah. a couple times a year um but uh but i i think that's all delayed at this point so right i've i've been kind of thinking uh i might want to buy my first neca horror figure just to just to check it out yeah you know for a while i was getting i was buying their ultimate like the most iconic versions of each ultimate horror villain or whatever. Um, yeah. And then ultimately I just started buying up all the nightmare on Elm street stuff. But for a while I had, I had everything. And then uh, they just put out a new uh, pinhead and I'm like, Oh God, I love Hellraiser so much, but <laughs> so I don't know. I just, the- it, I have to, I have to be careful or I'll buy everything if I, if I, yeah. Do. Yeah. And there's so much now um, are, are the ultimates bigger no, they're just they just kind of come in a deluxe box with more accessories. Like they're not like their okay. their prior prior like blister card style like uh, movie maniacs line or whatever it was that they had. It was right now they I, I think they do a better business with the ultimates and at least in this economic climate where collecting is a little bit different and they companies have to yeah. kind of manage their resources a little bit better. Right. So. Because what I want, I want a Jason. If I if I wanted to get a Jason, I'm like, well, what? Which one do I get? Because there are so many. Do you want my opinion on that? Because <laughs> yeah, I, like, I do, have I have that, an opinion on that. Well, for okay, yeah, I do want to hear it. But there's an ultimate Jason, I assume. Yeah, there's ultimate Jasons for almost every uh, movie. Oh, so they make a different one for e- these are probably the ones that I'm seeing at the store. Yeah. So. They're all that's part of the ultimate line, but they make one for almost all the movies. Yeah, exactly. And they they were doing the same thing with Freddy, but you know the um, the licensing issues with those both of those properties have uh, stopped them from making any more Freddies or Jasons at this point. But yeah, yeah. I and I've I've seen. I don't know if they've done every single movie uh, or every single Friday the Thirteenth, but I've seen most of them. But what if I were to get just one? Like, what's the best one? Well, when I was buying again, because I was I was trying to find the most iconic version of each monster mm-hmm. in the ultimate line. So when it came to buying Jason, what I decided was for uh, to get Friday the Thirteenth Part Three because that's the first movie where he is in his iconic Jason mask. Yes. So that that was the one I right. went with. Okay, I understand that, and I I've seen that that figure. Um, in person, I, I think at Target, I've seen it all over the place. Um, it's got like the 3D, like lenticular yeah. cover, I think. And they've, they've re-released it several times. It actually came out a couple years ago, but they've, they've re-released it oh, okay. several times. It's, it's not 
even though it it's the first appearance of the hockey mask, it's not my favorite look of Jason. Yeah, he, it looks a, it, he's a bit cheesy in that movie. I mean, they hadn't quite figured out how to make him look his best. <laughs> yeah, uh, his his shirt is is bright green. Everything in that movie is bright because of the way the shitty three D technology worked. Right, they had to brighten up everything. <laughs> So it's like, uh, check out my neon green shirt. I'm Jason. <laughs> um, his unmasked face looks kind of dumb. He, he, it's, he's like at his, I don't know if he's at his slothiest, but it's, it's very sloth in that one. Yeah. Um, the, I think there are cooler ones, maybe. The, the one I think is, is really cool is the um, Freddy versus Jason one, I, I think yes. looks really good. The only problem with it is, is you knowing me and my, uh, OCD, I wouldn't be able to own an, a Freddy versus Jason Jason without a Freddy versus right. Jason Freddy. That's a weird sentence to say. But um <laughs> makes sense. And and since they were already out of weren't able to make Freddy toys anymore, that there at this point doesn't seem like there will be a Freddy versus oh. Jason Freddy. So So that's messed up that they made the Jason for that movie, but they never made the the Freddy? Well, I'm sure they made it in some of their older lines, but the other thing about the Ultimates is they usually uh, improve their articulation and stuff like that, too. Mm. So if, if you yeah. buy an older Freddy versus Jason, you're probably going to get more of a statuesque <laughs> uh, figure. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, that one That one looked all right. The The one for the 2009 remake, yeah. I thought, looked pretty pretty good. I was going to I was gonna mention that one, too. I think that one looks really good, also. But it's not exactly a classic Jason. <laughs> right, right. It's it's a reboot. Um, Although, and we, we never talked about this, but I, I know you and Jessica were recently binging through the, the Friday the 13th, and you guys had never seen the remake. What did you what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was decent. It, it didn't amaze me, but it was better. Well, it was better than a lot of the, like, <laughs> yeah. last... It was better than the last several Friday of the 13th entries, yeah. I would say. I, I agree. Uh, I, I think as far as modern slasher goes, you know, I, I obviously no one should go in with expectations too high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I think it works pretty well. And I I, th- I feel like it's one of those movies that was a huge letdown when it came out, but in hindsight yeah. is being relitigated in a way where people actually kind of like it quite a bit. But Yeah. And may, uh, maybe if you compare it to... Jason takes Manhattan or whatever. You're like, eh, this, this ain't so bad, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but I like that it, it kind of took away uh, a lot of the sillier supernatural uh, immortality aspects. Yeah. Except for the very end, <laughs> which was neither here nor there. Uh, I understand the end was like an homage to you know the end of the first one. Yeah. Uh, Hard to explain, though. It's It's got a weird structure. Welcome to uh, Friday the 13th uh, podcast by Adam and Blake. Um, <laughs> yes. It also has, like, a weird structure where it, it, like, has the whole thing with the mom in the beginning as kind of a prologue, like, to catch people yes. up w- about Jason. But then has right. that, that big segment where those, those teens are camping and then gets into like the main movie a, a, of a year later or whatever. It this was. is like, this is the genius of the movie. If I can go off, yeah, go off. Before before the title even drops, we have an entire group of teenagers, and we think, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get to know each of these teenagers, and uh, they're gonna be picked off 
one by one over a, a brisk 80 minute movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then maybe there'll be a final girl, et cetera, and that'll be the end. No, they're all going to die in the first 10 minutes. And then you're, <laughs> then the title of the movie is going to drop 15 minutes in. And then you're going to get an entirely new group of right. teenagers to be murdered. Which is what's it, it's funny because it's like, it's not unheard of to have some sort of prologue like that. But this is like a pretty significant chunk of the movie. That is, yeah, it's is, 15 minutes at least. <laughs> yeah, spent on these teens that are ultimately going to die before even the title sequence. Right. And, like, th- this movie's full of no names, but, like, one of those kids who dies in the beginning is, like, on Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that at all, but... It's worth a, worth a rewatch. Okay. Yeah, strange, weird, weird stuff. Um, I, was, I was listening to a podcast about the movies called In Voorhees We Trust with Gorley and Rust. And um, one of the comments they made was, um, the great thing about the the reboot is it has, um, it has titties for everybody. If you like, if you like <laughs> big 80s style fake ones, yeah. it, it's got those. If you like big naturals, it's got those too. So something for everyone yeah and i feel like that's almost a joke of the movie is like there's that really long sex scene uh in there and the entire time the guy while he's having sex is saying really weird things like just really complimenting this woman on her breasts over and over and over again and it's almost a comedic effect like making fun of the fact that there's these ridiculous boobs and all these all these movies but I did laugh because he says something like, your nipple placement is perfect or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but, yeah, but yes, um, good, that, good, figure, good figure from that movie. <laughs> um, the Jason... Oh, okay. I, this is, I thought this was weird and slash interesting. Friday the 13th Part 5, a.k.a. the one without Jason. <laughs> yeah. With, with the imposter Jason... I guess rather than making the imposter Jason figure, they just made a regular Jason figure based on the dream sequences from the film. Am I getting that right? Uh, not entirely. Yes, <laughs> there there is one that's based on the dream sequences, but there is also, and I think it's a fairly recent release, there is also an, an imposter Jason oh. figure. Well, who wants that crap? <laughs> and it, it has the alternate head where he's... He's created like a whole Jason hood. Like it's not not just a, oh, a random yeah, guy yeah, yeah. wearing a mask. He's got like this this thing that covers his entire head right. to make it look like Jason. Because it has to look like a bald zombie head, and right. it comes off at the end. And it's like oh, it's like a it's like a movie prosthetic that he's wearing around. Very elaborate, very elaborate uh, costume for one of the worst villain reveals at the end of a movie of all time (laughs) it's very scooby-doo-ish but it with scooby-doo it's like oh it's that guy from earlier uh but with this it's like wait who is this supposed to be (laughs) the 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 janitor the wait the emt who (laughs) yeah and why what what motivation does he have oh that's not very good uh, I we we can't get into it because I'd talk for half an hour about about Friday that, the Thirteenth. Yeah, that's that silliness. That's okay. But there's there's a large crossover of toy and horror fans. Sure. So sure. And well, long story short, I, I'd like to try out 
I'd like a, a NECA horror figure just, just to see what I'm missing. They're good. I was thinking about, because people have been tweeting all day about, uh, I guess there's something where there's a group watch of all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So I've just been seeing people tweet about those all day. And so I saw some screenshots of that, uh, the giant Freddy snake from Dream Warriors. Ah, and yes. just just kind of had a brief moment of rem- remembering that I own a figure of that and just being s- <laughs> so happy about it. Like, I love that accessory set that NECA made. It's, it's so much more upsetting in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And somehow far more phallic. Yeah. I love that in the in Freddy v. Jason, Dawn of Justice, <laughs> um, they do a greatest hits of Freddy... <laughs> And they, I, I'm pretty sure they show the snake scene. Yeah, you know yeah. when they're doing like Freddy's greatest kills or whatever right. at the beginning, and it's like, remember that that dick snake? Here it is. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about um, Freddy's Dead. That movie is so bad. I dislike it so much. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the very end credits, it's like uh, it has like a a greatest hits role of all the, de- all the deaths through all the other nightmare on Elm street movies. And it's the best thing about that movie. It is so wow. fun. So fun to watch all the <laughs> death. Uh, yeah. Death set to some heavy metal song, you know? Oh yeah. Have they ever done a Pamela Voorhees? I mean, what are they going to do? How are they going to represent part one? So I guess that also has had some likeness rights with, with NECA. They have done a Pamela Voorhees in the past, but they really? but they have not been able to do it at again at the ultimate scale although they did do one not too long ago at the the 8 inch retro line they did a oh. they did a Pamela Voorhees there and then they've also done i think a zombie and maybe that's the 8 inch one i'm thinking of they did like one of her like corpse zombie oh. type Pamela Voorhees things but i yeah. i don't think they've got the likeness rights for that actress anymore Oh, I'm sure she she was a big holdout. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, yeah, I see the the retro. Oh, the artwork is hilarious for her. Oh my God, she comes with the little frog boy Jason. <laughs> so yeah, she's like eight inches tall. The Jason boy is four inches tall with his rotting swamp face. <laughs> this this is horrific. I don't care for this line because it's Mego style and. I find them abhorrent. Yeah. There's there's a few I like in that line, but if if I don't buy any of the horror stuff in that line, I wait for the ultimate things for the horror uh, stuff. But some of the things, like I, I got their Bill and Ted figures, and I'll, I might eventually get their Goonies figures in that line, but beyond that, I don't have too much of an interest. Yeah, and there's a separate one of her that, yeah, is the, the, the rotting Pamela that jumps up from the lake at the end of part three. The Pamela slash Frog Boy two pack is two hundred and seventy five dollars plus shipping. Yeesh. eBay. Wow. Oh, someone's selling just the decapitated head of Pamela. Interesting. Oh, and then, then there's like a the sh- the shrine of of his dead mom. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. There's a whole world of horror toys. Okay, here's something I really do want right away, but I can't get my hands on. It's like. It's already like disappeared from the internet. Halloween three, the three trick or treaters. Yeah, yeah. I want it <laughs> so bad. I didn't realize you were such a big fan of that movie. Uh, after a few watches, it 
really grew on me, and it it's just got this charm that I I can't escape. Yeah, and I I, I want the to- I just love those masks. I don't even dislike the the film, but it's not. I I know a lot of people have a a huge nostalgia for it, and that just I didn't have that same type of childhood, so. It- it's, it's not, an interest. I mean, I didn't see it until I I was an adult, but it's an endlessly fascinating and strange movie. <laughs> yeah, and and also very funny. Right now, I'm watching all the Halloweens. Oh, are you? Yeah. I, uh, well, I've watched the first four. I tried that at one point and stopped after which one, whichever one has Paul Rudd. I think was the last one I, <laughs> I watched. Um, I think it's like six. No, I got there yet. I take that back. I finally did go back and try and pick it up again and, and watched whichever one had Josh Hartnett. It was either H2O or Resurrection. I think H2O, oh. maybe. Yeah. Haven't seen that. But but uh, I like uh, I like numbers one and three so far. <laughs> yeah. I really, two, two, not so much. I would have loved the idea of them making a, a horror anthology out of the Halloween films like they were planning to, which is why yeah. why three exists. But right. the the just tone and quality between one and three is so different. Like it's no wonder that it didn't really take off because it's like one is such a better quality yeah. of movie. Well I mean it's a whole different it's a whole different director. It's a different movie studio, I believe. Yeah. Because number one was independently made, if right. I'm remembering that correctly. Um, it's not just different different writers. Uh, but, I mean, if they would have continued to make different anthology films that were as as out there and and wild in concept as three, yeah, that, that could have been something very interesting. Yeah. I, I honestly think if that had happened in today's... Uh, world that that would have easily been something that a streaming service would have picked up and just kept making <laughs> anthologized Halloween movies. You know, uh, it would it would just be absorbed into the uh, Hulu. Yeah, into the dark. That's what I yeah was getting at. Is, exactly. is basically that's what Into the Dark is, where they're just yeah yeah yeah. But but they're so like low qual. Yeah. And why why another Puka movie? Blake Blake. Why watch it? It's so much more fun than most of the stuff they've made in that series. Is it, be- is it better than the really bad first Puka Yes, movie? it is. Because it doesn't take itself seriously. It's very much more okay. like kind of self-aware and silly, but not to the extent... Like, Have you watched any of the other movies in that series? No, I don't think so. Well, the last one before Puka Lives was called Crawlers, and it was very much like trying to be funny and failing. It was not huh. good. But Puka Lives is more like finds a really nice balance of being silly, but not in an overtly annoying way. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually liked it quite a bit, but. Okay. Well, Puka was a, a Christmas. It was their Christmas one. Yeah. I don't know what, what holiday. I have no idea what this has to do with April okay. at all. I thought they were all tied to a holiday or a season or something. They usually were, but I don't know what what this particular one was oh Je- jessica and i watched leprechaun on saint patrick's day oh yeah total dog shit yeah man it's all so of those bad. movies are <laughs> i mean i'm sure they only go downhill but it started so bad i mean jennifer aniston great good and everything 
<laughs> the movie is just such dog shit. You should, uh, if you, I, you probably never will get around to it, and that's totally fine if you don't. But <laughs> if you want to see a really terrible sequel to that, Leprechaun in Space is oh Jesus, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Because it's not even like grounded in the same reality that the other movies are. It's like, it's like more of a space opera, like a, a bad like nineteen sixties low budget space opera type movie where there's like, there's like a a princess Zeno whatever, and like, it's so it's so bizarre how how that movie <laughs> exists. It's terrible. That's weird. Yeah, I I. Would have assumed it would be like a Jason X, just like a leprechaun on a spaceship picking people off yeah. one by one. I, I thought it would be like something type, like an alien type thing where it's it's kind of grounded in this general, like, accepted reality of, you know, the rest of the films. But it's like this yeah. this very, very bizarre, like... <laughs> it's like John Carter, but with, uh, with a leprechaun. <laughs> right, right. All going to watch those... Since we now live in the in the the aftertimes, the post apocalypse times, we're revisiting the Mad Max movies. Oh yeah, yeah. So far, I've only done the first one. What a weird! That one's just weird, man. Honestly, I've never, uh, other than Fury Road, I've not ever. Oh shit! Given Go time be- to watch watch any of the Mad Max. I would highly recommend Road Warrior. It's great. Mad Max is also good, maybe, but I. It'd be worth checking it out just to just to know. I don't know. Okay. Hey, it's it's definitely not beyond me. I just spent a yeah. ton of time uh, yeah. binging all the James Bond movies, which are not even things. <laughs> oh my god, I'm that interested in. So you, yeah, you watched Never Say Never Again, and you watched Puka Lives. You got time for Mad Max, <laughs> right? Right, definitely. Did you really watch them all? Well, I had, I tried binging them all last year, and then they fell off the streaming service before I could finish them. So I I only got through the Sean Connery ones and like one Roger Moore one. Uh, so now they're all back on Amazon Prime again. So I I was like rushing to get through them all, and I watched everything up to all through the Pierce Brosnan ones. Um, oh wow! But the the Daniel Craig ones are not streaming with all the other ones. So I haven't I haven't <laughs> watched all. Those. They're the good ones. <laughs> They're yeah. the good ones, so yeah. they they keep those ones tucked away. And okay. those movies are not good. There's a couple that are watchable, but yeah, James Bond is just not my thing. I realize it's not. Yeah, it's not mine either. It's kind of like snooze type stuff for me. Yeah, and I I generally like kind of uh, international espionage action movie type things, but. Man, something about James Bond I just find really unlikable. Probably all the blatant misogyny. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Yeah, I don't know if, if Daniel Craig is is uh, takes that down a notch or what. Well, there's one like one of the movies. It might have been Skyfall. Got actually some backlash because there's some some kind of really awful stuff that happens in that one. But going back and visiting all the James Bond movies, I'm like. No, that is right in line with everything James <laughs> yeah. Bond has ever done. Like, especially, I was thinking about this, like, how each person that's played James Bond has kind of approached it differently. And, uh-huh. like, Sean Connery is, like, the biggest psychopath James Bond. Like, he's the one that was just, <laughs> like, absolutely letting people, like, letting women die in the most heartless <laughs> ways. 
After, which is what happens in one of the Daniel Craig ones. He sleeps with a woman and then watches her as the bad guy, like shoots her in the chest or something and like doesn't react to it in any way. And it's like, oh, well, that happens in every James Bond, Sean Connery movie. Sean Connery threw a woman in front of machine gun fire. (laughs) Right. Yes. Just as a human shield. Yeah. I feel like Roger Moore definitely had a a much softer touch in that regard. Yeah. He was like the, the, like, the casanova gentler james bond from what i understand did you know that jaws you know kind of the iconic henchman jaws in those movies yeah you know he just like randomly becomes a good guy (laughs) (laughs) no he's in two of the movies he's he's a henchman in two of them and in the second one he meets a uh a woman and is just like i'm gonna be a good guy now (laughs) Which I, I found really surprising because, again, I know nothing about James Bond, so I went uh-huh. into it with no no prior knowledge, but I knew that Jaws was kind of... Him and Odd Job are like the two henchmen that right. you always see parodied and everything, but... Right. I know that you... Odd Job was shorter, so you wanted to pick Odd Job because everyone fired over your head. <laughs> right. In, in GoldenEye, that was... Well, you had to yeah. you had to do two things. You had to pick odd job, and then you had to go into the kneeling position and just run around on your knees. <laughs> and that basically made, gave you like a no hit no hit box whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely unfair. What a ridiculous thing! It was one of those things you and your friends all had to like set ground rules anytime you played. Like no one can pick odd job, uh, except I was always with some wiener who immediately went to odd job <laughs> and beat us all. T- like that, there was never such a stipulation when I played. Yeah, and I never got, I never got him. By the way, so I've uh, I've been playing Animal Crossing. I've been playing. I was playing Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, five year old game that I just got into. <laughs> That's all I play is five year old games because I basically don't buy any games. I just wait till a game comes out uh, <laughs> for f- for free on PS Plus and then download it and play it. So. Well, it wasn't free, but it was $10 on like PlayStation's greatest hits on sale at Target. Man, that game is t- too fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tried one of my punishing, friend- punishing game. Yeah, one of my friends was playing Dark Souls at one point, and I was just watching him play, and he was like, yeah, you should give it a shot. And I was like, I've heard it's terribly hard. I'm not really interested. Yeah. And they made me try a little bit, and it was just died immediately. Yeah. And was like, oh, yeah. I'm never picking this game up again. <laughs> You have to get used to and resign yourself to the fact that you'll die every 30 seconds. <laughs> right. And not only that, but once you respawn, all the enemies will respawn. Yep. And you'll you'll be in a way you'll be starting from square one each time. <laughs> you just it's just like ugh. You just have to kind of find a it's almost like finding a strategy for how you're going to beat Yeah, all re- of them. yeah. You you have to memorize every map, and you don't you don't get a map screen or anything like that. Oh God! You have you have to know it by heart and know exactly like how to run through it while while avoiding all the enemies <laughs> and get to an impossibly hard boss and then call people from the internet to help you kill the boss. <laughs> that's that's my understanding of the game so far. Okay, okay. Well, good luck with it. Yeah. Um. Then again, I in addition to that, I picked up I re picked up a game. You know and love um, called Fallout seventy six, and I know, <laughs> I know you're all you're all recoiling, but um, not so fast. They've uh, this time it's all new, all different. 
Tell us, and... tell us the dynamic new changes that they've put in that are just... Well, they added a new quest line, and they brought NPCs into the game. That's right. This online multiplayer game has other human beings in it. Wow. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't meet very... You don't meet very many real people like other players, but you can finally meet human NPCs for the very first time in the game. Are they just vendors, or are they literally just travelers walking around? Both, and some people are like quest givers, uh, and there's like now there's a dialogue choice system built huh. in. <laughs> that was always the weird, and again, not knowing anything about Fallout 76, other than I played Fallout 4 and loved it. Um, but that yeah. was the weird thing when I heard that there were no NPCs in Fallout 76. I was really confused about how like the quest system would work or even just like rudimentary, you know, like a vendor system or anything like that. Like it, it I understood that they wanted there to be an in-game economy, but I feel yeah. like appetites are often bigger than stomachs when game developers come up with ideas like that because at the end of the day you're just going to have a game full of griefers <laughs> and no one's actually yeah. trying to build an in-game economy they kind of yeah and they they tried a game mode that was like griefer city i think it was called griefer city <laughs> and uh they they got rid of it. it was a beta and they got rid of it it was so horrid the in its current iteration it's really it's next to impossible to grief because your shots don't do any damage to people unless they decide they want to duel with you. Yeah. But before they had uh, human NPCs, all your quests and vendors were robots. Quests often came from, if not a robot, from a tape that you find laying laying around okay. on a corp. You find a lot of corpses with tapes. Corpses. <laughs> the corpses all, all often would give you quests. Excellent. Okay. It was such a such a dour game full of corpses. <laughs> like it was like depressing to play because it's just like this is a land an empty land of dead people and if you're lucky you you'll meet another player but you probably won't. Yeah. It's a little I'd say it's a little better now, a little more playable. A lot of the same problems. The battle royale is still there and it's pretty much the same as it was. And you if you play battle royales you know what it is it's uh yeah it's a battle royale except it's fallout so hmm. well interesting That's, uh, glad it's taking game, up games, some time yeah you know you gotta fill your days somehow i want to play final fantasy 7 remake mm -hmm. although i got a little upset when i found out that it only <laughs> yep i know what you're gonna say it comprises the prologue of the original game, and that's it? Yeah. I actually did not know that until just recently when... Yeah, I, I didn't either. Uh, a friend of mine who is a huge Final Fantasy VII fan, I was asking him if he was getting the remake, and he was like, I'm still undecided, and which I thought was crazy because he's such a huge fan of the game, and then yeah. he, he told me why, and I was like, that is fucking insane. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I know, and it's like the... Oh, like, this game better be huge. They better have expanded it so much. But, like, I don't know that they needed to. But, like, this is, like, I think it was disc one of, like, a, a three or four disc PS1 game. Yeah. And th so this remake is just disc one of that. Right. <laughs> like, at the point where this game ends, 
was in the original game was where you were just discovering the world map screen. Right. For the first time. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what to think. I, I, I mean, I, play it. I, I get that. Right. And I'm the same way. I, I'm interested in playing it and I need to do that before passing any judgment. So I don't take this yeah. as criticism, but um, I, I guess if they continue to build on it in a way that they make, you know, they, they complete the game with, you know, additional parts or DLC or whatever, then, you know, it, it could potentially actually expand the game in really valuable ways. That said, it also is going to cost yeah. a lot more, <laughs> a lot more money. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, $60 for each portion of of the game, however many that ends up being. Yeah. I don't know how many they're going to do. Hopefully no more than three. Yeah. Uh, I had also started playing Final Fantasy. Speaking of five-year-old games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fi- I'd started on Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. And I had just kind of barely gotten into that. So that that's also on deck. <laughs> For things I need to play. That's a but game now- I, I got several hours into, or a, a pretty decent amount into, but never finished. Because it, mm-hmm. it started getting, I don't, I won't get into all of it, but the way I played it, it was it was getting a little <laughs> grindy, and, and I just kind of lost interest after a while, but... What was the way you played it? Just hunting animals uh, all day? <laughs> right, it was it was basically trying to, instead of just kind of playing it linear... Linear... linear L- you know what I mean? <laughs> the word is wait linearly, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, straight through the story mode. I was trying to you know collect and do everything as I went along, which yeah ends up results in you just hunting stuff constantly and, and yeah. fishing and doing a lot of extra things that aren't necessary, yeah. which can get boring if that's all you're doing in the game over and over again. Yeah, but, a lot of a lot of camping, a lot of hunting, a lot of outdoorsy. A lot of shit to collect. Camping sponsored by Coleman. Yeah. (laughs) Man, that's kind of weird. Yeah. This weird, weird universe where Coleman uh, camping supplies exists. Yeah. And it's like, it's like they have iPhones, but also it's Final Fantasy. And it's the first Final Fantasy that's all about cars. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just, just a very strange game, but it, it was getting to the point where I was having fun with it. I was kind of like, okay, I kind of get this. Yeah. And then, then the world changed forever, and I got sidetracked by other games. And now Which there's is... compete. There's Final Fantasy VII. I don't know what to do. Yep. Well, that's a lot of uh, video game talk and movie talk. Yeah. Much, much else to say about toys? The real, Hope the real look- bread and butter here. <laughs> No, I, I, I ran out of things to say about toys a while back, clearly. Because, <laughs> I mean, I haven't... I Obviously, I fell off the toy wagon a little bit there. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, well, I'm not going out to hunt. I, I'm the same way. I haven't really, obviously, been going out to hunt because there's not as many places to hunt at. And, you know, we're all worried about our health and everything else, too. Yeah. So, um, And I know there's still some online stuff, but... Man, it just seems like even though I'm working, which I'm very thankful for, it's one of those things that I feel like uh, the bottom could fall out of that at any moment. So I, I right. just uh, am trying to save money more than I'm trying to spend it for sure. And so far, oh, yeah. I've been fairly successful at that. But I, I'm nervous about going out and spending, you know, 50, 60 bucks on, on toys when I may not have a job tomorrow, you know? Yeah. 
and the bottom could fall out on my paycheck as my substantially smaller paycheck. I mean, there's no guarantee that that will go on indefinitely. Yeah. Um, and I've been buying next to nothing, you know, used to eat out three or four times a week yeah. at least see a couple of movies a week. Uh, now it's now we go nowhere when we, and we buy nothing. So <laughs> right. really, we should come out of out of this thing on top. But I, I hope so. I hope for everyone that may be listening and maybe having you know financial strains as a result of this. I hope I hope at the end of the day everyone's able to kind of recover. Yeah, as, as much as possible. But um, but yeah, I've been the the same way. I've almost been like, man, why? How do I have? leftover money at the end of a week or at the end of a pay period. And I realized, damn, I go out and eat all oh, yeah. the time. Like Same. it's, it's crazy Same. how much, how much less money I'm spending right now. Yeah. But. Um, here, here's what I'm living for. I pre-ordered iron giant from Mondo. <laughs> yeah. And I put it on the, the payment plan thing. So I'm paying a little every month on it for whatever ridiculous price they wanted. It was. I think it was supposed to be like fourth quarter 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows now? They're always later than they say they're going to be. But now with all this shit, you know, maybe I'll get it 2022 or something. Yeah. But I'm living to get that big robot in my hands. <laughs> yeah. I tell you. There's, there's been a couple of things on um, Big Bad Toy Store that there's a company called... I don't know if we've talked about this before. It's a company called Damn Toys. Um, and they do a pretty... Uh, wide range of of stuff not it it all is kind of original stuff not really um licensed stuff but they have a crash test dummy figure that (laughs) is really cool and i really want to get it but it's been available on pre-order forever and somebody on twitter was telling me the other day that they had pre-ordered a couple of them and they thought they were supposed to ship back in january and still just they've been stuck in pre-order so even with this who knows how much longer um, that, that will be the case, but that does sound cool though. Do they have a button on their chest <laughs> that makes them fall to that, pieces? Yeah. You know what I want. You oh, know yeah. what I want to see. No, this, this is much more of a, a realistic looking crash test <laughs> dummy. <This, laughs> oh, this is not a thing with a switch on the back where their eyes bulge out of their head. <laughs> Remember that cartoon? That was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I may at some point order, one or two of those because I really like them. And then they also have this other uh, figure that is like this kind of junkyard robot mechanic type looking thing. Um, I don't really know how to describe it as maybe uh, other than some sort of rust punk type. um, Okay. uh, Type figure, but he, the design of him is really, really cool. And I like him a lot, but he's quite a bit more expensive. He's like 60 bucks or something, but Mm. he, he looks really cool. Interesting. What did you say this toy company was called? Uh, Damn Toys, D-A-M-T-O-Y-S. Well, that's a swear word. <laughs> no, there's no N, just D-A-M. Oh, like damn, like a like a beaver's dam? Yeah, and it's all one word, Damn Toys. Okay. But uh, if, you, if you search Damn Toys on Big Bad Toy Store, you can find a lot of the stuff that's currently available and... They they do some of the like military guys and stuff too that are like one twelfth scale, but even some of those are really cool looking. Even though I'm not like one of the the big military <laughs> guy collectors, but they they have yeah. some good good looking stuff. 
You mean like you could like use it to army build some some mooks? Yeah, your, it, it would be good for customizing or army building. You know, very interesting. All right. Well, any anything else? No. At least we got to end on a a toy note. Yeah, you know, <laughs> brought it's, it back around. We, st- we start with toys. We always all roads lead back to toys. So, the donut approach is what I call it. Yep. So and cool. There's well, not, nothing, nothing in the middle except for a big void. <laughs> right. A big void. That's our, that's our podcast. Of horror movies and video games. Is... Yeah, nobody cares about that shit. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good to, uh, good to catch up, you know? Yeah. In this, uh, in this dystopian uh, nightmarish way of doing things that we do now. Right. I guess. It's it's the best it's the best any of us can do at this point. I know it's like every 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 podcast is a is a is a Skype uh, quarantine. I don't know what I'm saying. Everything's <laughs> a quarantine. I feel like the, a new quarantine podcast comes up every day, and it's like they're all quarantine podcasts now, buddy. Yeah, Josh Josh kind of made that joke on Twitter. I think that he does not want to listen to any new podcasts put out by celebrities that are just clearly results of them being bored at home you know like the yeah the the sheer and we've talked about this too but the amount of celebrities going live on for no for no good reason now other than they're bored as shit in their mansions and they need attention it's like i don't need to see this although this has uh recently led to the revelation that um Henry Cavill uh, paints miniatures now, which is an Whoa. interesting development. Like, what are we talking, Warhammer? What? Yeah, I think so. I I had heard a while back that he was he was kind of like a D and D tabletop gaming type guy, which was surprising enough. But then, yeah, recently, I, I either on Instagram or something else, he started posting videos of painting miniatures. I was that's, like, that's interesting. If nothing else, that's hilarious because yeah. it's like. Dude, you're you're considered handsome. You could be having sex. What are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> there okay, there's one exception to the quarantine podcast rule. Let's each shout out one thing we like. <laughs> Wait, uh, I, I don't know where you're going with this. So. Well, you're talking about how you know, Josh was saying he wouldn't listen to any celebrities doing a uh a podcast out of that they're yeah, doing like, out of out of boredom. Right. A vanity podcast or whatever. Yeah. Well, this doesn't fall under that at all, but Paul F. Tompkins has uh, yet another podcast. All of his podcasts are gold. This one is called Stay F. Homkins. Okay. It it doesn't count uh, toward what Josh said because, he one, he's not a celebrity by any traditional definition of the word. And two, it's not out of vanity. And three, it's really funny and it's with his wife and she gets drunk on it. Okay, and, and actually, she's very funny. I, I think Josh specifically excused that one on Twitter for that okay. for that reason is that he already had a lot of he already yes. did podcasts a lot, and he's also very funny. So exactly, he's always funny, and he's been a a podcast guy since the beginning, like right. literally. A, a lot of people who have no business having a podcast now have them. Um, yeah, and. The saddest part is podcast listenership is down during the pandemic. So <laughs> I know. So fuck me and fuck my life, I guess. <laughs> like what what are y'all doing? 
Yeah, I've seen other podcasts on Twitter complaining their listener count is down, and I'm like, look, man, people aren't commuting anymore. And I know, but like, what? I, people aren't washing their dishes, doing chores, mowing the lawn. That's when I get my podcast listening done. Yeah, I don't know. For I mean, I I can't really listen to podcasts while I work because it's it's too distracting. Because I'm a yeah. writer, so it's it's hard for me to <laughs> concentrate on two ideas at once. But yeah, um, but like. Uh, so then when I'm not working, it's, yeah, I'm, I can either watch TV or movies or play video games. I don't think to sit in my armchair with a cigar and listen to some old-time radio. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I understand. I, I can't work either while while listening to podcasts or do anything intellectual while listening to podcasts. But um, I, I used to um, cut grass for a living, and... I got some of the best podcast listening done in my life during that time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. So cutting grass and podcasts, I highly recommend it. Five stars. Yeah. Man, I was thinking this is so off base and probably longer than we need to go. But That's I was thinking about when how I used to mow lawns as a, as a kid when I was in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And how I was having to do that with like a fancy CD player Walkman that had skip had skip protection on it. Um, you know, with like CDs that I had burned myself, like with MP3s to, to be able to have something beyond just a single album to listen to while I, uh, weird Al mix volume three. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Just these, these terrible, terrible Napster downloads that I was listening to while trying to mow the lawn. And I, I really wish we had had more of a podcast, I think, back then. Right, right. Because what, what a pathetic way to have to mow a lawn. Uh, that's, that's funny to think about. I used to have an MP3 player that held about 12 songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. How um, far we've come. Yeah. So we, we probably shouldn't uh, prattle on any longer since, since people are, don't have time anymore, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, and hell, I think we've gone longer than than I probably expected us to under the circumstances. Yeah. We, so. We've gone we've gone about about the average time that, yeah. that we approaching ninety minutes. So you know, pretty much average. <laughs> All right, toy fans, thanks for checking in with us. Sorry, it's been a while. And uh, find us on Twitter at Shelf Life Host, and on Instagram at Shelf Life Podcast. Give us a follow. Rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff. And then until next time, when hopefully there's more toys we can talk about, life in plastic. It's fantastic. Fantastic.